uh, we have a well-known radio and television personality, uh, somebody who I looked up to a lot, uh, you know, on the airwaves, on the, uh, the different uh, uh, medium waves around us in South Africa. None other than Mr. Ashraf Garda. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Well, Walaikum Salam and good talking to you. Thank you for the for the kind words up front. It's only a pleasure. Hajj represents a truly unique gathering of people from around the world, but most importantly, is an individual journey of self-discovery. Uh, could you perhaps share some of the key highlights of this year's Hajj? Yeah, I mean, you're quite right. It's a, for me, it, it, you've just summed it up. It, it, it's twofold. It's a collective mm-hmm. in a sense that everybody does things by and large collectively. You make tawafs collectively, you perform salah collectively, you perform the, the rites and the rituals of the Hajj collectively. But at the same time, ultimately, it's, it's a human, individual, one-on-one connection with your with your creator. So I, I think, yes, you know, for, for me, the, the way to put that into context for, for many people is to relive the journey from, from the time of, of uh, you know, Prophet Adam, alayhi salam, and, and, and how, alayhi salam, Adam and Eve, as we know, to, to Ibrahim alayhi salam, or the Prophet Abram and his wife Hajar and their son Ismail, and to understand, you know, the, their own journey thousands of years before, and, and then us um, replying to that labaik, you know, effectively following following the same journey. And, and, and the last one, which for me was, um, it really reflected where I was when we arrived in Medina, mm-hmm. at that point of, you know what, I'm in the land of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa you reflect on that, and you put those personalities together, then you know that just about everything you're doing over that period, not just the five days, but maybe five or six weeks, which is what, what, I, what I did, mm-hmm. you are effectively following the journey of those very significant human beings uh, all through the generations. Absolutely. How did you negotiate Makkah's unrelenting heat? Uh, was, was not a problem at all. I think, I think it's all very much the mindset. If you... If you, you know, let me put it this way, sure. uh, and not just for Makkah, for the, for the Hajj camp in Mina as well. Mm-hmm. You know, too many, I mean, obviously it's a problem that the heat is unrelenting, 44, 45, 50 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need an umbrella, you need your water, but, but I think by and large, you need the mindset, right? You have to accept the fact that the entire Hajj is a journey. It's a journey where you are going to be tested. And, and to trivialize it, in the same way that if you sent a child on a school camp, you're not going to tell a child to go to a school camp and say the conditions will be perfect. No, in fact, you're going to be tested along the way. So if, if up front you know you're going to be tested, mm-hmm. then all those, those various tests that you endure, not just the heat, the, the, the thousands of people, the language issues, the dealing with people that you're unfamiliar with, all those things are a part of a natural test that you are going to be thrown with and, and, and that you must overcome. So I think when, when that happens, I think it's a lot, lot easier to, uh, to, to handle. And, and I, would, I would like to think, you know, yes, the heat was unrelenting, but on the other hand, it was, it was a lot easier to handle with, with that sort of mindset. Absolutely. Um, you had the privilege of interviewing many hujjaj. Whether perhaps, uh, what was the, 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 the ice on the cake, on the cake rather, or the cherry on the top in terms of any narratives or stories that you can recollect? Well, you know, for, for me to say, because I, mean, I didn't go on a working Hajj, right? I mean, ultimately, right. My, I went to perform the Hajj. That's really why I went. So, so by and large, I actually didn't work. What I did do, I did cross to, to my own radio station that I did a talk show on SF and radio um, uh, 15 or 16 times in the, in the six-week period uh, that, I was, uh, that I was there. But beyond that, right, I had no other crossings excepting that I certainly produced things on social media, which I did on my own, 
and created a, a YouTube site called that's uh, sorry my Hajj coach which was between myself and Molana Ibrahim um, and uh, Molana Layli and Abdurrahman Layli no. who people will be familiar with but, um, the Al Anwar group and he created a a Hajj tutorial right other than that I didn't work for any media house excepting some of the video clips that I did were very much on my own and, and they reflected some just unique human beings whether they were non-South Africans and we certainly sought them out or whether they were people with the signal alarm group that I was a part of sure. um, I just tell them some unique personalities and I wanted to just highlight them and, and, and that's what happened and it was wonderful uh, because it gave, you know, when, if I call my hashtag and I do that's my Hajj then effectively that was their Hajj as well each one is there for their, for, for their own unique reason and, and motivation Absolutely. Some people believe that Hajj is a personal thing. Why did you decide to use video blogs to speak about your experience? Well, you know, you know for me, it's, it's like this, and I relate to what I spoke, uh, what I said at the at an Al Baraka function. Al Baraka sponsored uh, many of the, the production costs around the Hajj that I, you know, around the crossings, right? Mm-hmm. And what I said on Friday night was this: uh, We all know what the Hajj is because it's mentioned in the Quran. Yes. We, we then know we follow the tradition of, of Ibrahim alayhi salam it is mentioned in the Quran. But the actual rituals we don't know. So how, how do we know? We know that because it was taught and told to us by, by Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not just that, every other aspect of, of Islamic life. And when he told someone or he showed someone then in fact, he told someone. He told someone who then told someone who then told someone who then told someone. So in effect, that chain of mass media communication started all those years ago. If that didn't happen, we would not know the right way to perform Salah and the right way to perform Hajj. So with that in mind, my own unique Hajj journey needed to be told. So I tell someone by sharing on social media who then shares. You then tell somebody else who tells somebody else. So the, so the legend and the legacy of Hajj continues. So for that, for me, that, that, was, uh, that was a no-brainer. That I had to tell it, especially considering that I'm aware that that my average listener and follower on social media are, are non-Muslims sure. and it represented a very good opportunity for me in a, in a very simple way to say I'm a of Gaza and, and, and this is who I am and, and, and Alhamdulillah I think uh, with that in mind I'd like to think it is, it is pretty well received. Absolutely. Your storytelling on the Hajj certainly opened it up to a wider audience like you alluded uh, in so, uh, via social media. Uh, also via your listenership on SAFM. What was the response? I think by and large, very, very good. You know, just keep in mind, you know, um, when I speak to you and I say Ibrahim alayhi salam or, mm-hmm. or Ismail alayhi salam or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, during, during those crossings, the many, I had to accept the fact that the audience of Muslims were probably not more than 5%. So everything was couched in a broad speak language. And for me, the buying was very simple, which mm-hmm. is, Ashraf, why are you going for Hajj? And I would say, do you know, when I go for Hajj, 80% or 90% of the rituals of the Hajj honors Prophet Abraham and his family. And that's an immediate buy-in. And that theme, that consistent theme, stayed with me throughout the six-week period that I reported. And, and I've, had, I've had many anecdotes of people coming up to me, other people who've, who've uh, on social media tweeted me, people have dropped me emails, um, and all have been, have been wonderfully, wonderfully, um, I wouldn't even say impressed, just sure. surprised at what the Hajj is. You know, keeping in mind many of the listeners would be those embrace the, the Christian and the, and the, and, and the Judaism faith. And like, well, we didn't know. But that's why it's important that we tell them that, right? So I think that's been fantastic. Then on the social media side, mm-hmm. um, there's been some, you know, fascinating uh, 
feedback tweets from people like the former public protector Tuli Marunsala who, who retweeted me and commented a few times to singer uh, Yvonne, Yvonne Chaka Chaka to, to uh, Captain Constantinides and Leanne Manning, the morning line presenter and a few others that I can't quite remember now but that means you're reaching a, you're reaching a broader audience and and I'll leave this, this impacting with one last point. Sure. Um, on Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon, so Thursday, sorry, Thursday mm-hmm. I was in Durban, uh, and seeing the, the KZN Agricultural Business Conference, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in that hall of 20, 250 people, I was the only Muslim present, but I was also the MC, okay? Wow. And when I sure. introduced the, um, the, the CEO of, of, the, of the event, uh, or the organization, mm-hmm. he, before we even started, he called the entire audience to attention and he said, please can you acknowledge and congratulate Al-Hajj, Ashraf Garda, because this man had just performed the Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca, and he just returned, and let's acknowledge him. Now, I'm saying to you, uh-huh. that type of tolerance and recognition of people who are not of the, the majority Christian faith yes. is a unique South African thing, and I think it gives me great sense of pride to be South African when you get acknowledged in an audience like that for mm-hmm. something that for many other people you think would be confined to a local mosque. Absolutely. Um, Uncle Ashraf, if I may just direct the tone a little bit differently. I do have a surprise tribute for you from the warm motherly city. And uh, I'd like for your attention in the next uh, 120 seconds or so. So just kindly bear with us. That's fine. Allah Jaji Allah Salam Salam Al Hujaj Ya Salam Al Hujaj I think you probably know who it is by now. Um, well, that's what can only be my son. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I say hajj to you and to uh, my mother. Wonderful, wonderful surprise, wonderful acknowledgement, I think. Hajj uh, to you uh, and uh, to mommy and to um, Adla and Wadi and the rest of the Hujaj that we know. Um, Muhammad Sheikh actually was with me on, on the camp uh, today, uh, yesterday, and we did the Khujaj greetings over the bonfire, not knowing that he would have you on the show today. So as Allah would have it, we this was covered in yesterday's bonfire session, and here we are doing it on radio. Oh, wonderful. And, yeah. well, well, I will say, I mean, first of all, lovely that you've done that, Shakir, but I will also say this even to Muhammad listening. Before we, before we departed for, for the Hajj, mm-hmm. uh, we were invited by the, uh, by the local Bosmont uh, Muslim community, um, you know, as a farewell, like probably about a week or two before, the, before we departed. And then they did the same thing just before we left my own home. And then when we finally, when we arrived in uh, the camp, uh, the Kilimanjaro camp in, um, in Azizia, mm-hmm. uh, a similar thing was recited. And then when we departed, you know, that, you know, Salam, Yahu, Judge. And I think it is so, so powerful because, because what it does, it, it, it in essence sets it up to say of, of the many South Africans, two and a half thousand South Africans are the ambassadors of Islam for this year. So mm-hmm. like we the class of 1438. And, and that is such an important thing to consider and to remember that we part of a greater group that we have a duty as, as ambassadors, as delegates, just like the, the MSA Union delegates uh, currently have been in Camping Park. Subhanallah. Um, Uncle Ashraf, I think, uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and uh, listening to your voice. I think uh, um, I have, I'm privileged this evening to have with me two champions, one all the way in Johannesburg and one sitting right with me in studio, two champions of South Africa. And uh, inshallah, I do wish uh, I do wish you well and uh, uh, as well as Shaquille in all your endeavors. And I hope to look, uh, I look forward to chatting well, to you well, soon. Well, thank you. Can I, can I just say one thing as I leave? That is such an important point to make, okay? Sure. On the, on the last day when we 
were in Mina, but virtually the last few moments before we threw our last uh, pelting at the Jamarat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the imams were sitting in us in camp, and I think it was probably Molana that would send some term from, uh, I think it's Park Park, New York, Grassy Park, right? Well, it's a mosque there, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and he asked different people to say, like, you know, why are you here and, and what, what have you learned? And, uh, and then somebody said, I'm sure you all want to stay longer. Mm-hmm. And I made the point, and I said, no, I don't, I'm not six weeks of, of Makkah Medina. And I don't want to stay longer. I'm in a hurry to go home. It sounds really unpopular. But I said, I'm in a hurry to go home because I see from the leadership lessons of Muhammad and the social justice lessons that I'm in a hurry to go home because I have a country to build. And my my take out is I must contribute even more to my country because South Africans are very privileged. I think we're amongst, you know, generally amongst the youngest people to perform Hajj on average. Sure. And that only comes from a, from a South African Muslim community that is able to generate the economy to be able to warrant and to make the trip at a fairly young age. And that's a gift we have. So to borrow from the inspiration of the of the Ansarullah who assisted the Muhajir who came to from Medina to Mecca, from mm-hmm. Mecca to Medina, we, if not literally, we have a responsibility to narrow that gap between those that have and those that haven't. And that's why I'm in a hurry to go home because I want to be in a position inspired by the Sunnah of Muhammad Absolutely, Mustafa Karda. Shikran so much for for chatting to us, and uh, I hope you have a splendid week ahead. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Thank you so much. Thanks for talking to me. Allow me to share my journey. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Time now to touch down at the marketplace. Stay tuned on 91.3 FM.